Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the News Agent Podcast, where we'll be looking at what may be stopping landlords from choosing your agency. I'm Susie Lysett, Goodlord Senior Content Executive, and today I'm joined by Costas Francescu, our Director of Sales here at Goodlord. Welcome to the podcast again, Costas. It's the second time. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for having me back. I must have done something right the first time. Well, exactly. I'd say that you have actually. For any of people that are listening that uh, haven't listened to the other episode, um, it was all about how to grow a lettings agency quite rapidly. So I'd recommend having a listen of that one too. Uh, but by way of introduction, for those of you who who didn't listen to that past uh, podcast episode, I know that you've got around 17 years experience in the lettings industry, the property industry. Is that right, Costas? Yep, started when I was three. So uh, yeah, it's great. So it's 17 <laughs> exactly. years. That, that was what I thought. Um, perhaps if you you could just um, tell us a bit about about that, where where your expertise in the industry comes from. Sure. Uh, so yes, I joined the industry in two thousand and five. Um, since then, um, I've worked for a number of providers in the portal space, in the insurance space, uh, utilities, uh, and obviously now at Good Lord, um, overseeing um, all the all the services that uh, letting agents need and want. Uh, to be able to complete a tenancy, everything from contracts to collecting payments all the way through to collecting rent. Um, so, uh, yeah, 17 years working on solutions, um, providing a number of different services, um, but probably uh, the most valuable thing I've I've done over the last 17 years is listen and work with some of the best agents in the country um, and still lots of their good ideas uh, and, and look at what the successful agents do and and look at some of the mistakes that other agents make and, and share those with, with my customers. And hopefully they, they see some value in that. And share it on, on this podcast today as well. <laughs> so Hopefully, uh, yes. Exactly. So let, let's get into kind of like the main topic of conversation. So why landlords might not be choosing your agency. Um, obviously, our aim is not to focus overly on the negatives. What we're here to do really is to try and suggest solutions. But I would suggest that there are almost two sides to this topic. Uh, that may be oversimplifying it quite a bit. But my suggestion is that you, as an agent, are hoping to get landlords to actually want to speak to you. And then the next hurdle that you've got to get over is getting them to say yes to your services once you have started that conversation. So let's look at the first part of that. How to get landlords to want to talk to you? I mean, Costas, what would you say are some of the top things that agents can might be doing that could be putting off a landlord? And obviously, on the other side of that, what they could be doing to get them to want to talk to them? Um, yeah, so there's you know, there's so many angles that you can you can take this from. Probably the things that I've seen, that I've learned uh, from other agents. Some things is just as simple as making it easy for a landlord to to know who you are and how to get hold of you. Um, so, for example, I know agents that have had to change their boards, and uh, for example, you know they have their initials on the board rather than their brand name. Therefore, landlords and and even you know people you know vendors looking to sell or buy, um, they can't put two and two together because hold on, you've got you've got initials on your board, yeah, you've got your full name on the front of your on the front of your 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 um agency. And so just yeah, some in some ways making it easy. Uh, even car branding, the amount of agents that don't have the phone number or their website address on the car but just have their agency name. You know, make it easy for people to actually be able to get hold of you. Um, not everyone's going to go away and Google you, but it might tempt them to to you know give you a call or go onto your website if they see see your car uh, outside or in the local area going up and down uh, each time. So there's little basic things uh, around around that perspective. Um, I think everyone in the industry now is clear that trust is a big factor. 
And therefore, everything that you communicate, everything that you do, whether it's in person, through your website, trust should be the, the leading factor in how you, you present yourself uh, without a shadow of a doubt uh, from that perspective. But uh, if, if we look to more detailed things like your website, things that I think are putting off landlords on, on websites, um, you know, right now, stock is a, is, a, is a challenge. And one of the things that we're seeing from agents uh, at the moment is um, they're leaving quite a lot of old stock on their websites. So they don't want it to look bare. Don't blame them. Um, but the one thing that we've we've seen is obviously rents have gone up anywhere between six and twenty percent in some areas over the last uh, year eighteen months. So if you're showing stock and the, you know you're renting properties out for two three hundred pounds less than today's value, um, landlords pick up on those things um, and therefore either you know either adjust the pricing if you still need to list those properties as let out, but don't, obviously don't 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 give the impression that those properties are. Um, or the, the the values that you uh, you achieve as an agent are far below the market market value at today's uh, at today's rates. Now it seems that that uh, that trust element, which you quite rightly said, is very important. It does tie in quite strongly with the expertise, I guess, in that sense that uh, that an agent sharing. If some of that information does seem to be out of date or not in line with the current markets, then uh, it's perhaps a bit of a warning sign to landlords. And that's obviously not something that you want to be presenting on on your website. Yeah, and, and in terms of you know uh, making it easy for landlords to find you as well. You know, obviously we talk about social media quite a bit. Social media can be. Um, can be very time consuming or it can be quite easy to manage the big tips for me there are um you know some of the some of the tips i've learned from other agencies you know promoting promoting other local local, local businesses that's really simple to do um, you know liking them on your facebook uh mentioning them on different things if, if you're mentioning local local businesses in your area chances are they'll like or mention you back and they have followers and their followers are people that live locally. Um, so that's a quick and easy way in terms of getting your brand further out at a low cost and, and not being very time consuming. That's one from, from a shadow of a doubt. Uh, the other one is uh, obviously content can be quite difficult to create and be consistent with. But the reality is most agents will have suppliers that are pushing content or have content available for them that is bang on what's, what's needed uh, in terms of uh, updating, communicating, and engaging, and creating that trust with landlords. Um, and therefore, if you, if you know, if you don't know what your existing suppliers have available for you to to, to use, adapt, uh, rebrand, ask the question. Worst case scenario, they'll say yeah, they'll say nothing. Uh, but I think you'd be plenty surprised how much they can help you with that and make it a really easy job. I think that that's that is true. I mean, if you look across the industry, there is a lot of information uh, coming out of lots of different sources. Um, I guess on a similar track, um, looking at metrics and things like that, it's quite an easy way to to bring those into your conversations and to uh, onto your website, I suppose, to actually prove your your value. I mean, are, are there ways like that? I mean, what would you say are the best ways for for agents to prove their service levels to make sure that landlords that are looking at the, the information they're putting out there, that they are um, sharing the right information that's really going to grab a landlord's attention? Yeah, I, th- I think I think it's a really difficult one. I think it's a lot easier when you're in person trying to portray that because obviously, you know, you have you have a matter of seconds to, to grab someone's attention or stand out from what is a very busy market and competitive market at the moment. So I think that, that's that's quite a big challenge. But if you think about trust, if you think about, you know, these are human beings um, and we all buy because we associate ourselves with um, opportunities and stories that we hear. 
So how much of an approach should be all about, you know, how amazing am I as a, as a, uh, as a letting agent, you know, here's my history. Here's, I'm really successful. My service is better than, than, than the agent next door. In fact, when I go out and train agents, one of the things that I do is I ask them, what is your, if you could pick one USP within your business and you're, you're, you're approaching me as a landlord, what is your USP? And I'll have, I'll have a sheet of paper behind me that's turned over and every single time it will be our service. And then I'll turn the sheet over and it would say our service. That's what every agent says. So if I've never used you before, how do I know which one of you are telling the truth? So, so, you know, get your customers to tell that story, use real stories so that, so that people can actually separate you from the ones that are just telling you that they have a great service from the ones that can actually show you and have third parties help you with that. I guess that uh, reviews are quite an easy way to see whether a, an agent is, is providing that, that level of service that they are proclaiming on their website. I mean, how, how do you think that agents would be, uh, um, should go about getting reviews and obviously making sure that that's using that in their marketing and using that um, to share the service yeah. levels about their agency? I think, you know, agencies at the moment, you know, I'm surprised by how many agents don't just ask the question, you know, would you be happy to uh, recommend us or would you be happy to, you know, I see, I see your, I see you're on Facebook or I see, you, you, know, you, you, you know, would you be open to recommend us in, in, in any way or, or write, write us a short write up? And you'd be amazed how many will say yes. So I think that's, that's quite an easy one from, from, from that perspective. Beyond that, you know, agencies should be surveying their customers even if it's bad news at least you know so there should be you know you should be sending out surveys you know setting up a simple survey uh, through survey monkey or any you know any any of those any free services out there that you can use and building that consistently in your business just to understand what what your customers really think and what they're saying and what areas you may have to work on to to, to become stronger as a business um, so i think those are those are really simple uh, things that you should be doing consistently um, and then, you know, the, the recommendations and the reviews will come naturally from that point. No, it does make sense to use your existing landlords and your existing contacts to really bolster what it is that you already can provide. So uh, um, it's uh, definitely a resource there that, that agents can tap into. What about on the topic of trust? Um, obviously, this is one of the main factors, as you said, uh, to that landlords are looking for. They need to be able to trust the agent that they're working with. Obviously, we know that ROPA, um, the regulation of property agents, is on the horizon, um, and a lot of agents are starting to get qualified now, um, even in advance of those uh, regulations coming into play. How important is having that type of qualification, that type of that level of professionalism kind of demonstrated on the website? Do you think that's something that landlords are looking for? Um, yeah, I think it's, it's extremely valuable. You know, we, we, you know, whether you're, whether you're buying, uh, uh, whether you're looking for a service or you're buying double glazing, um, there's certain things that you want to see. Those kite marks do make a difference. But I think when you're communicating with a, with a landlord, rather than just tell them what you're members of, tell them why you're members of and what that should mean to the landlord, what that should mean to them, you know, what the process you've gone through, um, the, the hours or months of studying the tests, it's not just something that you get for turning up or paying a fee. It's something that you, you know, you have to strive towards and, sh- and show that you've, you know, you are a credible option for them uh, and, and are there to look after them. You've done, you've done the hard work to make sure that you can, they're in safe hands. 
No, that that makes complete sense. It's almost as if it's no no longer really a competitive advantage to say that you have these qualifications. It's very much a, a necessity, really. It's something that landlords are looking for and, and wanting. Sure, absolutely. And obviously, we've talked about agency websites and their direct branding. Most agents uh, would be using property portals as well. So the property listings themselves are one way that most landlords will presumably um, come into contact with with agencies. I mean, is there anything there that agents could be doing better or, or implementing to make sure that landlords can know that they'll be doing the best job possible for them to uh, advertise to market their properties? Yeah, you know, obviously I come from a portal background um, and I think one of the misconceptions, uh, and I'm sure there'll be a few people listening to this that will disagree with me, uh, but one of the misconceptions that I feel there is, is portals are only there to gain you inquiries. So they're only there for buyers and for tenants. I would absolutely challenge that from being on the other side and being able to look at the data and look at the inquiries that come through. Landlords look at the market in exactly the same way as tenants do. They are looking through the portals. They are comparing. They're looking for the next investment. They're looking to see how much their investment's worth. That's probably the main reason why they go on there. And once again, I think, you know, for landlords that are looking to grow their portfolio, and if you're looking to try and open communications up with landlords in your area, one really simple way to do that on a portal, make it easy for a landlord. So if you've got a property that you're selling potentially, you've got property you're selling and you think that that property is uh, a kind of property that a landlord may may be interested in make it really easy make it stand out from the other 20 30 properties on the page and list that property maybe you know, in the first line put something on there that says potential landlord property uh, or a potential landlord investment because trust me when a landlord's scrolling through a page and suddenly they're met with a, a line that says potential landlord investment you, they, you know, they will click on that property. And worst case scenario, they'll inquire and they might not be interested in it, but at least suddenly you've got the details of a landlord who's actively looking in your area and may own other properties in your area. So rather than just you know, have a standard list and saying, you no, know, this three-bedroom house is, has three bedrooms, you know, use, use the opportunity there to engage with the target audience that you want. And, and something else that I, you know, I've learned from my, from my days uh, in, in, in the portal world as well is... And we're in a world at the moment where obviously, you know, stock is scarce, competition is growing and the good agents at the moment are looking at how they can break into other pricing tiers within the market. So it may be that they have a ceiling price of maybe £1,200 per month within their area. Um, obviously, you can tell I'm a London boy. Um, but, uh, but you know, there are plenty of properties at £2,000 plus that they're not able to break into. So looking at how they can use the portal to identify they are an agency that can work in that world. And that can be by even you know, taking on a listing at, at cost. But if you do win one of those listings that might be slightly out of your area, but close enough or at a price banding that you're not naturally considered of, market the hell out of it, you know, put it at the top of the page, put it a banner around it, you know, put some, you know, fairy lights, whatever you need to do, but let people know that you are in that market also. Otherwise, you'll, you know, you'll disappear from, from that opportunity as quickly as you, as you got it. It sounds like there's plenty of opportunities there in just in the portals then that the agents can be uh, taking on board. Perhaps just to kind of swing to the other end of the scale, I know that we've touched on reviews and so on, and obviously that applies to tenants as well. But how important is it to make sure that tenants are happy with your service too? You know, how would that affect how landlords would obviously see or perceive your your agency and your services? 
Yeah, I think from if we start with retention of existing landlords, and you know, in this market at the moment, we have agents now that where agents would normally focus a lot of their time and attention on new stock uh, coming up, you know, vacant stock coming available. Um, there are a lot of agents now that are building building plans, business plans around how they can take managed stock away from other agents. So I think it's vital at the moment that tenants receive uh, a quality service. And once again, we all think we offer a quality service, but uh, are you surveying? Are you asking? When was the last time you spoke to them? I'd question how many agents actually know for certain rather than believe they do. So, you know, if you keep your tenants happy, because if you're not keeping your tenants happy, they will go back. It will get back to the landlord. And if the tenant's constantly moaning about you, then there's yeah, that could be the landlord that has a conversation with another agent or the property could be comes up for vacant and they may choose to maybe invite a second or third land uh, agency in to market the property alongside you uh, and they get to, to to rent it out first so i think it's key from that perspective that um you know you keep your keep your tenants happy uh, and you focus as much time and energy on them as you do your landlords and um, they are your customers also i think from another perspective as well it's amazing how many tenants are actually landlords themselves. I was quite shocked when, when uh, talking to quite a few agents, and I've tested it with other agents, and there, you know, there is a reasonable percentage of, of tenants that are also landlords, and agents have never really asked. Um, so there is opportunities definitely there at the same time. And tenants will be, you know, some tenants will become landlords in future. And hopefully most agents are here for the long run rather than the next two or three years. So it's all, it's all valuable. You already have their details. You're already in contact with them. Yeah. You only need one in every 50 to become uh, a landlord or, 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 um, promote you to a landlord, uh, for it to be a valuable exercise. Now that makes complete sense. And obviously, I wasn't really expecting any other answer than uh, you should be keeping your tenants happy. <laughs> but uh, it's nice to hear the confirmation. And I suppose one aspect of this, which is always going to be in the background, but it's um, competitors, uh, com- competition within the area for agencies. I mean, how can agencies ensure that they are keeping an eye on their competitors and making sure that they're ahead, making sure that they're, you know, what what information can they get uh, from just observing their competitors? Sure. Well, there's, there's plenty of tools in the market that, um, you know, whether it's through suppliers or, or tools that you can, you can purchase um, that will give you uh, a view of your market share, not necessarily view of listings. Uh, it's not about volume. It's about the market share that you should be focusing on. Uh, so there's plenty of that out there that will help you understand are you getting your fair share? And by fair share, if there's 10 of you in the local market and there's 100 properties that are, that are being listed, have you got at least 10? That's your fair share. Um, and do you, do you believe you should have more or less based on the, the investment, the talent and the, uh, the brand that you've been able to develop to date uh, within that marketplace? So I think you know, the tools are definitely there to, to, to help with that. But and then you know, once you identify who, who's doing well, it's then to understand why. And whenever I've done this for agents, very rarely is it because they're the cheapest. It's it's more to do with how they position themselves, how they train their staff, how they promote some of the services and the language they use in, in those scenarios. So one one probably example to help understand where I'm going on that is probably you know, rent protection. The amount of agencies at the moment that say to us, oh, yeah, none of my landlords ever asked about rent protection. No, we never, never asked. Yet we speak to an agent two doors down and they are winning new landlords because they are promoting, shouting out in the market that they have 
a great rent protection policy that will uh, will offer that protection that, that landlords want and need at an affordable cost. The reason why the agent is not hearing from landlords that don't want rent protection is because they're not marketing the fact that they do it. And therefore, those landlords aren't asking the question. They're just going somewhere else. Um, so there's a lot of reasons why understanding what your competition is doing and why they're doing it, because it may be just simply you offer exactly the same, but they're just better at communicating. Yeah, that's that's uh, also a very good point. It's uh, it is very <laughs> very important to know what's going out there and making sure that you uh, keep your finger on the pulse really of what landlords are looking for. If they're going to another agent, then there must be a reason for it. So, um, delving into what uh, that reason may be, it uh, makes sense to invest some time to to do that. Right. I think those are some very good points on how to get landlords to actually engage with your brand and get them motivated to speak to you in the first place. I mean, I think making it easy for them to to contact you, making sure that you have your contact details and so on there, making sure that they know to trust you. Um, so I think that before we dive into some of the objections that landlords might raise once they're having a conversation with an agency, it's a good time to take a short break. Do you want to stop wasting time on admin and jumping between different platforms to get just one job done? Do you want to focus on your agency's business goals instead? From automated offer letters and e-signing to online referencing and even rent collection, Goodlord can help your agency get rid of the admin heavy parts of your lettings job in one integrated platform, so you can refocus on your business and your customers. Head to goodlord.co today to learn more. Goodlord, it's just that good. Right. Now, let's, I think, turn and take a look at some of the objections. So you've done all of the hard work. Um, you've got a landlord interested in your agency. They like what they see on your website, in your property portals. But obviously, once you start to have a conversation with them, there may be some objections that they raise. So let's look at why they may say no to your agency. Costas, do you have any overarching thoughts as to the main reasons that a landlord throws up as to why they may start to say no to, a, to an agency? Yes, I'm, I'm not going to try and attempt to uh, give um, any any training or, or lessons on how to handle objects from landlords. I've never been an agent and I'm probably not best placed to do that. But from, so I'm saying from, from training I've done with agents, the one thing, the things that stand out for me is that Agents know what objections they get because they get them time and time again. It can differ depending on what area, what kind of value properties you're uh, you're working with, and the kind of uh, the makeup of the, the tenants and landlords you're 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 working with. But you know they know what objections they get time and time again. And, and what amazes me is that they they don't take the time to actually sit back and review those objections with their team and train their team on how best to handle those objections because they know how to handle them. Someone with, you know, the, the, the right answer is within the room. But actually, you know, taking the time to actually train maybe the more junior staff, less experienced staff, because the question is going to be asked, so why wait for it? And if you understand what objections you're going to get because you get them time and time again, then there's an opportunity there for you to actually handle the objection even before it's asked. Imagine if you're the agent that can can put somebody's uh, peace peace of mind uh without them having to answer the difficult questions um how much trust and ability they have in that so i think a lot of it is around training and understanding the objections that you get day in day out and being on the front foot from that perspective if that makes sense 
No, that makes complete sense. And obviously, as you say, it's there's no point in uh, making the same mistakes over and over again in the conversations. Um, I suppose that one of the one of the ways to handle objections in nearly every situation is just showing the value that, that you as an agency can provide. I know that it's obviously very competitive out there in terms of the agency fees. Uh, it always has been. I think that at the minute with the fact that stock levels are so low, uh, I suspect that uh, there is becoming a bit of a race to the bottom in terms of agency fees. But if you can prove your value, then there's no need to try to drop your agency fees. I mean, do you have any tips around how agents can prove their value once they're in that conversation with the landlord? What are the things that they should be bringing out to say, this is the service we can provide and this is why um, you should sure. be choosing us? Yeah, and, I, I th- yeah, and once again, I think, you know, I know we've laboured the point of trust and we've laboured the point uh, from that perspective, but um, actually, you know, I think the first thing is actually challenging and understanding the landlord, you know, why are they asking those objections? Why are they asking for a cheaper fee? Some are asking for cheaper fee because they're trying it on and it's it's standard. Others are asking because they haven't seen the value. So I think it's important when you're when you're speaking to a landlord, rather than giving your you know, the typical 10, 15 minute speech about, you know, your service and your service and your service. There's a real opportunity there to actually step back and, and actually ask the landlord, what what is it that you you know, what, you know, why have you raised that question? What, why is it that in particular that you asked me first? Have you, you know, have you had a bad experience with another agent, or have you, do you know, someone who's had that experience? So, understanding from them first what that might be. Uh, it may be, you know, do you guarantee my insurance? And you know, why is it because you've been bitten before? Is it because you can't afford to pay the rent if someone else does? So, understand what 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 their concerns are, because then you can. You could put your services into into the into the arena that they that, where their concerns are, and therefore build 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 that that relationship with them. So I think that's that's one perspective without a shadow of a doubt. You know, ask them what what you know, what does a positive outcome look like for you? You know, so so I think understanding the landlord better is is without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, you know, we know that you know there are landlords out there that are always going to try and do it on their own. So I think when you're when you're speaking to landlords. Rather than tell them everything you do, ask them how are they going to handle things that an agent would normally do. So, you know, things like uh, viewings, check-ins, emergency work, um, dealing with current legislation requirements, uh, and making sure that, they, you know, if it's a HMO, that everything is, is within the, the legislative requirements needed to, to rent it out uh, and protect themselves. Um, a worst case scenario, if there is an eviction process, how are they going to deal with that as well? So I think I think rather than just telling uh, a landlord, have a conversation with them, find out where they're coming from. And I think you'll find that a lot more landlords are on the same page as you, rather than you feel you're doing a great job by telling them how amazing you are. And then you walk away thinking, you know, I've hit that one out of the park. And the landlord's thinking, totally unaligned. No, that uh, that does make sense. I mean, obviously, you need to have a conversation and understand what problems they're facing. There's no point in going in uh, all guns blazing, talking about whichever section it may be that you think is that is going to be their main problem. If it turns out that actually it isn't, and uh, you've just proved that you perhaps don't understand their business, um, you obviously need to understand their business or their uh, or their single uh, property that they're managing and the, the issues that they're facing with that to be able to present the right solutions to that. Yeah, and 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 you will have you know you you will get better uh, better fees. You might not get the fee you want, but if you take that approach, what you know what I can guarantee you is you you know you have more opportunity of getting a better fee, if not the whole fee that you ask for. 
Exactly. And I suppose that once a landlord has chosen your agency, then you have further opportunities in the future. You know, once you've established uh, that initial contact, that initial relationship, even if it is just for one property, there are plenty of other opportunities down the road to to expand on that at a later date, uh, whether it's, you know, upselling on, on particular pr- products, whether it's moving on to a, from let only to fully managed, whether it's just asking them whether they have any other properties uh, in the future that they might consider investing in once they know you. It's uh, should hopefully be a bit easier to have those conversations again in the future. Sure, absolutely. Well, then, Costas, um, I think that we've covered quite a bit of ground in terms of uh, why 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 a landlord may not be looking at a particular agency, but what they can be doing to uh, to counter that. Um, do you have any other top tips or any anything that you think that we've missed uh, in our conversation that we should touch on before before bringing it to a conclusion? Um, I think the the only area um, that you know having conversations at the moment is um, lots of lots of agents looking outward at the moment. So they're looking for for new stock. They're looking outside of um, outside of their existing portfolio and, and how much value there is if you take the time to look into into your existing portfolio. Um, you know, speaking speaking to your existing landlords. You might be surprised how many of them have other properties that you weren't aware of, um, or even using your existing landlords to, you know, to incentivize them to recommend recommend others. Uh, landlords usually know landlords. That's what I've always found, and therefore they're a great source to to try and help you win win new landlords. And uh, I I recommend that agents, you know, depending on where you are in the country. Uh, but I, I speak to an agent uh, in London the other day, and I said to him, you know. You could, you know, he, they could easily offer up to four or five hundred pounds uh, recommendation fee or a credit off the next tenancy for a recommendation, and they nearly fell off their chair. But when we went through the numbers and actually worked out what their cost of acquisition was, that they were spending nearly thirteen hundred pounds to acquire a new property. Four hundred pounds was a drop in the ocean for them. It was probably the cheapest tool they could use to actually win their next landlord, and you only pay. Uh, on success um so so yeah look, look at your existing portfolio if you haven't spoken to your landlords in the last six months please do and you know even incentivize them um speak to their friends and family it's a great source for for winning new landlords or winning new stock from your existing that's a very very good point and uh, i know that we've entitle this topic you know why landlords may not be choosing your agency but it is true that you have to always <laughs> make sure that you're keeping your current landlords happy make sure that you're continuing to have those conversations with them and uh, it's um it will uh, come back and uh, hopefully you'll have further opportunities with them in the future well thank you ever so much costas for taking mm-hmm. the time just to come on and uh, some of your ideas and your expertise. I think that uh, there are some top tips in there that agents will be able to take away, maybe have a look at their own activities and see where they can see some new opportunities that they can, uh, that they can implement. Thank you.